Hey friends, it's Eric here. Thanks for listening to the Building Us podcast. Hey, I want to invite you to follow me on my new show, Stuff About Money They Didn't Teach You in School, where I take a deeper dive into money and financial topics. You can find it wherever you listen to your podcast, Stuff About Money They Didn't Teach You in School. I hope to see you there. Most of the time, especially in these savings or debt payments, we we sometimes feel like we have to do something big to make an impact on our finances. Like if I can't save hundreds of dollars at one time, is it really worth it? But let me tell you, it's amazing to me, and I've been in the, the, the investment business for about 20 years now, and some of the clients that I started with who've been doing small amounts over time, it's so much fun to meet with them and see their eyes light up like, oh my gosh, I've been saving that much money. I'm like, yeah, and it's so much fun to watch. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Matt Morris and my co-host as always, certified financial planner, money expert and guy, Eric Garcia. Eric, you usually end the show each week with the encouragement to all of us and our listeners to invest in your relationships. But how do we do that? That seems so ethereal in some ways. How do you invest in something that feels intangible? Well, As we've been discussing, it's actually pretty simple. And this series that we're calling Simple provides all of us with simple, everyday, practical, and tactical strategies for investing in your relationships and in your financial security, people. These strategies are solid techniques for improving your your finances, improving your home, and investing in your relationships. This is the Simple series Money edition, cha-ching, from Building Us. Hey, we Eric, so we've been... We need to get sound yeah, we effects do need, machine. We need a, a, a cash register sound right there. That'd be perfect. So um, we just have been going through this simple series, these shorter episodes that uh, give all of us one specific practical idea about investing in our relationship. We've been getting some really good feedback on those. People have been, been enjoying those. Um, we, you and I have also kind of parallel have also been doing some presentations recently where we've been teaching therapists and other, you know, mental health professionals to work on financial issues or incorporate financial issues in their clinical work with clients. How do you think that's been going? Well, I think that's been, I think we've been getting actually some pretty good feedback. So I think one of the things that we've done, which is interesting is we've taken money, which a lot of people would say is the reason why people have relational problems. I mean, you hear people throw out stats like, oh, money is the main reason for divorce. And as we've talked about, maybe it is, maybe it's not, but it's definitely fuel in the fire. So the idea of the presentations yeah. we've been doing is, hey, look, if you can if you can help people level up their 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 financial management and clean some things up, well, that might give yeah. them a better shot at better, stronger relationships. And that's kind of the idea of, of our presentations. We did a presentation, um, I guess maybe about six or eight weeks ago, and recently got a, a personal email about that, just saying, you know, thank you guys for doing this work. It, it really helps me. It was a clinician. really helps me uh, incorporate this, this, these financial ideas with my clients and my clinical work. So that, that's cool to hear. So we've been doing these simple ideas. Eric, this is the first money edition one 
first. What is the simple money task for today? Ooh, before, before I tell you what that is, people, if you enjoy our podcast, go ahead and follow us. You can find us on any of your favorite uh, podcast listening apps. We'd love for you to follow us. We'd love to get feedback from you. Feedback actually gives us um, some good intel in terms of what we should be talking about, what what y'all like listening to. Uh, so let's get to it. All right. The simple task for today is, if we had sound effects, we'd have a drum roll, but we don't. There we go. Automate. Autom- auto- what? Automate? Automate. That's right. Automate. Huh. We'll talk about three ways to automate your finances. Okay. All right. So, yeah. so this has something to do with doing some of these financial management tasks automatically. Yes, without thinking right. about them. So oh. here, here's the idea. We did a, I don't know if you remember, we did a podcast earlier this year with a business mentor of mine, uh, Dr. Billy Williams. And I don't know if we covered yeah. this in the podcast, but this is something that, um, that he kind of put in words for me. And um, I'll give you a little bit of it. He goes, most of us don't have the self-discipline to do the things that we know we need to be doing to meet our goals or to... Um, whatever we we just lack as as human beings self discipline so we need to build in these guardrails if you will and one of the techniques is to automate so i'm taking that idea yeah. that he was applying to business and we're applying this to finances so there's three ways that you can automate your finances so number 1 and we'll go through these in a little bit more detail number 1 is automate your short term savings okay number 2 automate your long term savings and then number okay. three, automate your debt payments. Mm, okay. All right. All right. You ready? Yeah. So number one, and you know, these are all things that we talk about Let, in these presentations. We should, start with that, the, we should start with the debt one and then go to the savings last. Do you want to start with the debt like, one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go we'll with start the, the bad news one. first and the good news. Well, that's not necessarily bad news. And most people listening to this show are probably doing all three of these in some way, shape, or form. Mm. All right, so automate your debt payments. If you own a house, you're probably already doing this with your mortgage, right? How many people write a check physically to pay their mortgage? Very few people, Hmm. right? It's automatically happening and you never miss a mortgage payment, okay? How many people are automating other debt payments? Maybe you have college loans, maybe you have credit card debt. Um, how How many times have you missed that payment date by like a day? You get that text or that email from your credit card company like, oh my gosh, I missed it by a day and you had all the best intentions of paying it. And now you're stuck with a, a late fee and interest payments and it's mind boggling. So here's the idea, really simple, is have your, if you can do this with your credit card and most of the time you can, set up at minimum an automatic payment for the minimum payment due on that credit card, mm-hmm. all right? So you don't have to worry about late fees. Now, I'm a big advocate of, of paying down credit card debt in general but we don't want to get stuck with late fees, which are super um, expensive. And it kind of negates the whole idea of having points, right? Because you end up paying for the points and late fees anyway, if you miss a payment date. So automate yeah. your credit card payment date or your debt dates and any additional amount that you want to put towards it. So you don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. It sounds I so like simple, it. right? Simple. But in, in you're talking about, we probably all have several different kinds of debts, student loan, home, car, credit card, and each of those could be automated. Mm-hmm. 
Think about it. All, All right. the debts that are automated for you, probably your car payment and your mortgage <laughs> payment, you pay them on time and you pay them off at the at the determined terms from that loan. Yeah. But it's consumer debt, especially consumer debt. Automate you let's say that automate your consumer debt. Now is it easy to uh you, you mentioned with your credit card, for instance, at least automating the minimum payment. You mentioned your mortgage, automating mm-hmm. your mortgage. Is it easy to uh, to automate a payment that is more than you actually are required to pay that month? Like if you wanted to put a couple hundred dollars down more on your debt per month, is it easy to automate that? So I would say check with the that company that, that has, that holds that debt. But what you can always do is you can always set up through your bank a, a check, an automatic check payment from your bank account. Right, so you might not be able to automate from like a direct transfer standpoint, like you do. But if you want to send an extra unscheduled payment for a debt, mm-hmm. you can just have the bank send a check uh, directly on your behalf if they don't have mm-hmm. the ability to to automate a a unscheduled payment. If that makes sense. Yeah. All right, so that's debt. Automate debt. Now, are we going backwards, or can I go back to number one here? Go back to number one if you want. We'll yeah. Go back to number short-term one. short-term savings. Short-term savings. So this is your emergency fund. Your, your. Um, I used to call it the oh crap account, but then someone told me that wasn't. It didn't sound very professional. But it like, could oh be worse. Crap. Yeah. yeah, that's. I, I thought I cleaned it up nicely. <laughs> right. It's your. It's your oh crap account. Oh crap, something happened and I need to get my hands on a, a, a chunk of money. Where am I going to get that from? Because right. I don't make enough money. I mean, the, the, the stats of the Americans living check to check is, is staggering. So we want to have some money set aside um, in yeah. case of an emergency. So let's automate that. There's a couple ways you can do that. Number one, if you work for a company, go to your payroll department, go to the HR department. There's a really good chance that they can pay you to two separate accounts. Yes. So I love this idea. So have the majority of your money going into your normal checking account that you pay most of your expenses out, and then have a smaller amount, whatever that amount you deem appropriate, and that's gonna depend for different people, you can have that amount go separately to a savings account. So you're not even thinking about it, and that money's automatically going into a savings account. So uh, next time a hurricane is bearing down on New Orleans, and you need a you know $1,000 to get out of town, you're not having to put it on your credit card. Yeah. Next time your transmission in your car goes out, or your AC goes out in July in New Orleans, you got some money in your oh crap account set aside for yeah. you. Okay, and let me just testify about this for a second, Eric. Preach. Um, we figured this out a while ago, several years ago, that you could, um, with our with our our income from a, an employer, employer, we could get that going, flowing into two different count, accounts. And so we just went to the HR department, just like you said, filled out a form. And, and every pay period, some of the money goes to our like operating account and some of the money goes to kind of a short-term savings account that we don't look at as regularly. And so it just gets deposited there without thinking about it. It works great. Automatically. Works great. Automate. My second testi- uh, testimony here is that in our home, my wife and I were pretty reluctant to automate payments. We thought we, you know, we need to be in charge of that. We want to, we want to hit the button and say go, you know. But uh, I think we were a little bit worried that it, we would lose track of it in some way. 
But eventually, we started automating some savings and some payments, and and uh, you know, it's worked out fine, and it's so much easier, and you don't have to think about it, and it's a lot less stressful. Yeah, yeah, it's because uh, it happens, right? Life happens, and you forget about something. You forget about putting money in the savings. Then, and then, like, if you got money sitting in your checking account, you're going to spend it. That's what most people do. That's the easiest thing to do with money is to spend it. Save mm-hmm. saving is hard. Spending is easy for most people. Yeah. So, um, if you can't automate through your payroll, just have an automatic transfer set up between your checking account and your savings account. That is something really easy to set up. Mm-hmm. All right. So, our third automation idea is automate your long-term savings. So that is your retirement. If you work for a company and they have a 401k plan or a simple plan or 403b or something along those lines, the only way to really contribute to it is automatically. It's set up automatically, comes out of your your paychecks. That That is fantastic. But a lot of people don't know, you can also automate annual increases on your contribution. So if you're, you know, if you wanna do Let's say the company has a match, which I always recommend take advantage of the match. So if they're matching you up to 3% of your income, that is as free as money as you're going to get. Okay. Mm -hmm. Take advantage of that match. Then you can also go in and have a designation most of the time that says, Hey, every year I want to increase my contribution by 1%. You know, what's 1% of your income? It's probably not a huge number. If you do that a little bit every year over your working career, you're going to save a lot of money. So yeah. If you don't have a 401k or a job or a corporate retire plan at work, open up a uh, some type of IRA, Roth IRA, traditional IRA. This will depend on depending on your income, what you qualify for. But set up even if it's 25 a pay period or 25 yeah. or 50 bucks a month. That adds up over time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love this idea. And you got me thinking about so many different things. Number one, I am an employee for, for the college that I teach at. And so I do have some kind of savings plan there. I'm going to check on it just because you're, you're reminding me to check on that. Uh, but number two, I also own a small business. I own a counseling practice, which is a small business. And so you're encouraging me to uh, automate some, some long-term savings there as well. Yeah, so, so it's so simple. It's so simple. These most of the time, especially in these savings or debt payments, we, we sometimes feel like we have to do something big to make an impact on our finances. Like if I can't save a, a hundreds of dollars at one time, is it really worth it? But let me tell you, it's amazing to me. And I've been doing this. I've been in the, the, the investment business for about 20 years now. And some of the clients that I started with who've been doing small amounts over time, it's so much fun to meet with them and see their eyes light mm-hmm. up like, oh my gosh, I've been saving that much money. I'm like, yeah, it's those behaviors, those automatic behaviors. You didn't even know you were doing it. You didn't even miss the money because you get used to not having it. And you build up an emergency fund. You build up a retirement account. You pay off debt. And it's so much fun to watch. And, and in many cases, when you pay off debt and you have money in savings, Right. If you're in a relationship, relationships are already hard. They're already messy. Yeah. You're already gonna have reasons to argue and fight. Man, when you have debt and you have no savings, you know, this is something that that actually brought us together originally, the way we first started working. Man, it just makes those things so much harder to deal with in yeah. relationships. Yeah, that's right. That's um a large in large part how we started uh, you know, combining our professional work together. Um 
finances are generally not the main reason for divorce, but they're a huge part of the conflict that can lead to divorce. Uh, they create, you know, finances, poor management of finances created a lot of uh, relational insecurity, which fuels disconnection. Um, and so there, there's so much preventative wisdom in what you're talking about, about slowly accruing savings, and, and which leads to fi uh, financial and relational security, which wards off a lot of consternation and conflict. So I love this idea. I love this simple idea of automating uh, some of our payments and, and our payment to ourselves, savings. Yeah, so look, if you found this helpful, and we're keeping these episodes shorter just so they're easier to digest. If you found this helpful, share it with someone else who you think would find it helpful. Follow us again on your favorite podcast listening app. We'd love for you to, to join in. We don't know how many of these simple money additions we're going to do, but this is the first, which means there's going to be at least one other and probably at least two others. So we'd love for you to follow us. Remember, sometimes investing in your relationships is really simple. Dr. Matt Morris maintains an active private practice for couples and families in the greater New Orleans area. To learn more about his work, visit drmattmorris.com. Eric Garcia can be found online at plan-wisely.com. His branch office is located in New Orleans, Louisiana. The branch phone number is 504-218-5479. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through New Century Financial Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance services offered through Garcia Financial Group, LLC. Entities listed are not affiliated. 